Section two of Birds and Nature, Volume ten, number two, September nineteen hundred and one. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tavarish. The Anna's Hummingbird. Calypte Anna. Before writing of the hummingbird and his words do not refer to any single species but to them as a group says that quote, the emerald the ruby and the topaz glitter in its garb which is never soiled with the dust of earth for leading an aerial life it rarely touches the turf even for an instant always in the air flying from flower to flower it shares their freshness and their splendor lives on their nectar and only inhabits those climates in which they are unceasingly renewed. Of all the birds that might receive the appellation the bird of America, to none could it be applied more truthfully than to the hummingbird. For of all the families of birds that are distinctively peculiar to the Americas, the Trochilidae or the hummingbird family contains the larger number of species. There are over 500 species inhabiting North and South America and the adjacent islands, from Patagonia on the south to Alaska on the north. The species is more numerous in the tropics, and but 17 are known to frequent the United States. Of these only one, the ruby-throated hummingbird, exhibits its beauty east of the Mississippi River and but seven species have their breeding range chiefly or entirely within the united states Quote, they abound most in mountainous countries where the configuration of the surface and productions of the soil are most diversified within small areas their centre of abundance is among the northern andes between the parallels of ten degrees north and south of the equator from which region they gradually diminish in numbers both to the northward and southward, but much more rapidly towards the extensive lowlands of the eastern portion of the continent. End quote. A very interesting group, not so gem-like as many of their sister species, is the hermit hummers represented by a number of species that chiefly inhabit Brazil. These hummingbirds are notable for their plain colors, their plumage having but little of the lustrous metallic iridescence, which is so marked a characteristic of the species with which we are more familiar and which frequent flowers in the bright sunshine. The laws of nature seem to provide against excess, even in coloration. The hermit hummers obtain their food only from the insect world, feeding upon those species found on the leaves of trees in deep forests. In such a home a gorgeous dress would be out of place and needless. Regarding their actions, Mr. Robert Ridgway says, quote, Hummingbirds are so distinct from other birds in their external structures and manner of flight that they represent in every respect, except when at rest, an appearance entirely peculiar to themselves. They spend perhaps the greater part of their time upon the wing, usually hovering or balancing themselves before a flower from which they are procuring their sustenance of honey or of minute insects. 
at such time the body is nearly vertical or inclined at a slight angle the head bent nearly at right angles with the axis of the body the wings spread nearly at right angles with the same axis the motion of the wings which is always rapid may carry the bird in a horizontal direction or poise it in its vertical attitude directly over a flower in this latter position the motion of the wings is so rapid that a mere haze appears on each side of the bird's body mr gould speaking of their flight says quote, the bird does not usually glide through the air with the quick darting flight of a swallow or swift but continues tremulously moving its wings while passing from flower to flower or when taking a more distant flight over a high tree or across a river such a dainty dress as that worn by most of the hummingbirds deserves constant attention appreciating this these little lovers of sunshine are very fond of preening their beautiful feathers while thus engaged they usually perch on a bare or dead twig in an exposed position truly fortunate is he who is afforded the opportunity of watching a hummingbird at this time in this position various and graceful attitudes are assumed and the colors of the plumage are most beautifully exhibited mr audubon tells us that when perching the hummingbirds quote, move sidewise in prettily measured steps frequently opening and closing their wings pluming stroking and arranging the whole of their apparel with neatness and activity end quote. hummingbirds are very aggressive and show no fear especially when defending their nests they will furiously attack any bird or other animal that excites their enmity they have been known to follow and annoy hawks and other birds much larger than themselves mr ridgeway says in their disposition hummingbirds are not only very tame but highly curious or inquisitive and exhibit a special propensity to closely inspect a human intruder to their domain this characteristic may be frequently noticed in the actions of our common ruby-throat in spite of the fact that the hummingbirds are easily tamed and may even be induced to take food from the hand or from a flower so held as to attract their attention they do not survive confinement for any length of time although the nectar of flowers forms a large part of their food it has been shown that insects also form no inconsiderable portion the high degree of intelligence possessed by the hummingbirds is shown in the construction of their nests some of the species make the nests quote, of such form or material as will serve to imitate natural excrescences of a branch such as a knot or a pine cone end quote. other species make a hammock-like nest that they suspend from cliffs by attaching spiders webs mr thomas m brewer writes quote, indeed it is probable that there is no other family whose architectural achievements are more varied than those of the hummingbirds these variations include not only the material of which the nests are made and the positions in which they are placed but also the general style of their construction 
exhibiting constant differences in the several species in the ingenuity and beauty displayed in each design. End quote. Even individual species will change the usual plan of their nests in order to adapt them to the requirements of their environment. In favorable localities, a new nest will be built each season on top of the old one of the year before. Quote, the hermit hummingbirds fasten their elongated nests to one side of the extremity of long-pointed leaves for protection, it is supposed, against monkeys and other predaceous animals. End quote. The eggs of the hummingbirds, invariably two in number, are white and free from spots. Though very small, they are large when compared with the size of the bird that laid them. It is claimed by most authorities that, under favorable conditions, two broods are raised each season. The Anna's hummingbird of our illustration is one of the most striking of those best known. It is perhaps the most beautiful of the species that frequent the United States. It is a native of California and, in its migrations, passes southward through Arizona to the tablelands of Mexico. It is also found in Lower California. The head and ruff of the male have a lustrous metallic purplish-red color. The female is bronze-green above, though the top of the head is sometimes brownish, showing but little, if any, metallic luster. Both sexes vary somewhat in color. This is especially true of the males, some individuals having more purplish-red on the crown and throat than others. This species inhabits a metal-producing region, and it is an interesting fact, as cited by Mr. Gould in his monograph of the hummingbirds, that, quote, those districts or countries having a metalliferous character are tenanted by species of hummingbirds which are more than ordinarily brilliant and glittering, end quote. Major Charles Bendire, in his Life Histories of North American Birds, records an interesting observation of Mr. A. W. Anthony regarding the hatching of an Anna's hummingbird. These words probably well describe the process followed by all the species. Writing in regard to a set of eggs which he had collected, he says, quote, I was somewhat disgusted to find one of the eggs pipped, and realizing the difficulty of making a presentable specimen of it, was on the point of throwing it away when a movement on the part of the tiny creature within the shell suggested to my mind that I hatch the egg and find out for myself how baby hummingbirds come into the world. So far there was but a pinpoint broken, the rest of the shell being intact, and it was several minutes before the warmth of my hand, aided by my breath, produced another movement upon the part of the prospective hummer. First a feeble struggle, followed by an interval of rest, another squirm, and the point of the bill came in view and was withdrawn. After a moment's rest, a new system was adopted, which consisted of turning around in the shell from right to left, and cutting a clean, smooth opening with the sharp, 
horny tip on the upper mandible. This operation was evidently hard work and required all the strength of the little mite, and frequent rests were necessary to recruit. Sometimes an interval of twisting seemed to accomplish nothing, and it would look as if all its struggles would be in vain. I wondered whether the parent would not render a little much-needed assistance at this stage, but after an interval of rest the work would be continued with renewed vigor and another millimeter cut toward the outer world. The cutting was all done in the same direction. When the shell had been cut four-fifths around, the chick succeeded in getting one claw hooked over the edge of the brake, and by one or two vigorous pushes broke the remaining shell, leaving in my hand two nearly equal parts of what had been a hummingbird's egg and a squirming something that bore no resemblance whatever to one of the peerless members of the genus Calypti." The entire operation, which added another individual to America's beautiful family of birds, required but fifteen minutes of time. The energy and perseverance of the little mass of flesh was a hint of that pugnacious disposition that would be so striking a characteristic when it became fully grown and clothed with its resplendent metallic plumage. End of section 2